Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Retrospects Podcast. We've missed you uh, all week, and so we're here again to chat with you about some of our favorite things pop culture related. Circa millennial children. I don't know. I'm terrible. This is this is the worst intro I've ever done. Um, <laughs> I end up coughing. I feel like such an old lady. I'm like, this is the worst intro I've ever done, but hello. We miss you. Hello, We're everyone. Here together. <laughs> As always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Erica. Hello. Hello. And I will do the greetings for Brie. Greetings. <laughs> and we also have a special guest with us today who is an incredible person. I've known her since I was in middle school. Um, she is incredibly talented. I don't think there's anything that she is bad at. I don't know. Like, she is just so awesome. I think she's, and she's kind and funny. And she's just great. And we love her. And her name is Christy. So Christy, say hi. Hello. Yay. (laughs) Um, So fun fact, Christy, I still have the picture that you painted for me whenever I graduated high school. Do you remember that? No, you don't. I no, you don't. I still do. I have it. I have Pictures it somewhere. Didn't happen. Pictures or it didn't happen. That's all I'm saying. I will find it. I will find it because I was looking, I was like, I thought it was in my box of pictures, but it wasn't, but I've moved so many times. I still have it because I know I've seen it within the last move. I've still, so I have it somewhere, but I cannot wait. I want it. I, that was like, this is my mission this week is to find that picture. That because is amazing. Yes, it was my graduation gift from Christy, and she, I, at the time, I was planning to move to California, and so she painted me in my cap and gown, like Marilyn Monroe, but it was, like, cartoony me, and it had, like, the Hollywood sign in the back. It was so stinking cute. I love it so much. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Christy has a couple uh, hustles of her own. She has her own podcast called Box Wine. She has her own cookie business called Little Chunk of Goodness, which I posted on the Instagram account already, but um, what? Let's see here, Christy. So, why don't you do you want to tell us about some of those things and some other projects you have or anything like that? Uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> All right, podcast over. All right, bye, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> you literally spit out your drink. Oh my god! I fell out of her chair. <laughs> Oh, that was that was <laughs> impeccable timing. <laughs> oh. oh my god, I love it! I love it so much. Thank you, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, we'll move right on. Yeah, let's, let's talk movies. I mean, that's what I'm here for, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I will say, check out her Instagram for incredible pictures of her cookies. Um, she also has a podcast called Boxed Wine, which is, uh, she created the genre on her own. I, like, and I, li- I've listened to every episode. It's Have you really? Mo- yeah, I have listened to every episode. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's a mockumentary crime. It's a true crime mockumentary memoir. Thank you. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So it's not? essentially... It's crimes that have been, that are 
been committed against her over the course of her lifetime. <laughs> but like in a fun way. <laughs> but very serious crimes. Very serious crimes. I'm basically George Costanza, so I complain about like everything. So like the crimes can be very, very minimal, but to me, they have made lasting, damaging impressions. And so, you know, I'm airing my grievances. That's, I love it. That, that is right. Hey, what, what grinds your gears, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Perfect. Um, I, you know what? I did forget. I did want to do ask you a few rapid fire questions. Me? Are you cool with that? Yeah. Not uh, me. I'm I'm, oh, why not? Why not Erica? She, she don't care what I think. Okay. I'll, 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 do, okay, I'll do it for both of you. <laughs> I'll do it for both of you. Okay. Christy, your top three favorite movies. Rapid fire. Oh my gosh, you can't even you can't even answer. Okay. Well right now, right now, because they change. Uh Django Unchained, because duh. I mean, are you kidding me? Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Harold and Maud, because super weird, and I apparently love weird age gaps with romance. I don't know. (laughs) And three would be right now, probably Castaway. Sorry. Those are like classic Christie answers because like, I feel like you've always loved Harold and Maude and I think I do remember you. I mean, even when in like during COVID, whenever you were doing like Christie news with the Wilson, the Wilson volleyball, loved those. Yeah, I had one yeah. of those too. I remember when Walmart was selling them. I remember getting it. Yes. <laughs> so question is, so is one of my questions was like top favorite top three favorite actors would you Erica, say Tom? this is you like this is not, this is not me yeah what are your top who are your top three top, yeah let's say top three actors for both of you mm. who's first erica go first yeah go well i i think brie knows my number one <laughs> you and mcgregor <laughs> yep obviously you and mcgregor's my number one he's been my okay. number one so- Sorry to interrupt like, you. I'm an interrupter, but I'm just going to say when you reference Velvet Goldmine in your podcast, I was like, she's a Ewan fan because I'm a Ewan girl as well. Um, and I was like, she, like, nobody ever brings up Velvet Goldmine. I was like, what? I'm guessing Why? you've seen Why Pillow Books. Have you seen Pillow Book? This can go on forever. I'm going to stop, stop. I'll stop. Sorry. And you both, you're both are Pisces. You're both, well, you're both Pisceans. When's your birthday? I am a St. Patty's Day baby. Oh, yeah. so was my grandfather actually. So funny coincidence. No way. Well, That's awesome. March babies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. Sorry. I just can't believe that you referenced Velvet Goldmine because you're right. No one ever references Velvet Goldmine. I've never ever talked about it ever. 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 I have my friend, one of my best friends in high school. I still have it. She burnt me the soundtrack that she got from this place called Bull Moose, and I still have it. Yes. Burnt. Yes, that's a great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack, and honestly, great movie, guys. I it, listen. Obviously, be prepared. It's a lot, but it's a really great movie, and the music in it is so good. I feel like okay. the reason that Ewan McGregor is your top actor is because he does full frontal nudity, because that's part of the reason why he's one of mine. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I'm not saying that's not on the list, but one of the reasons, for me to be honest, it sounds crazy, yeah. but it's like. When I was in high school and stuff, I, just because of whatever's wrong with me, I don't know, I'm not diagnosed, I hyper-focus on things. And when I first saw Moulin Rouge, even though I had seen him prior, it didn't click. Seeing him in that, I was like, oh, oh my God. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Like he's yeah. singing and he's singing to me. It's beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. And then, then it was just like downhill. And now I've got like a big old DVD collection of stuff. And there's just so, so, so much. You're right. There's just so much we could go into. Have, have, you got to end, you have to add two more actors to this list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Ooh, you and McGregor. So hmm, can it be, is, does it have to be a male or can it be actor? No, no, no. Actress? It can be like, I'm just using the term actors. Okay. Or, yeah. General. Drew Barrymore. Okay. I, lo- I just, I, I love her. I just love her personality. And, um, I'm trying to think of somebody I watch a lot. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> That's a solid choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's your turn, Christy. Let's go. Oh man, I don't, I don't know if I can really narrow it down. I, I mean, I'm kind of a slut for actors. I just, it's not my fault. How about, uh, how about like within the realm of like three to seven? Oh, that's gonna okay. I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna narrow it down to three. But like I said with my movies, it's like currently on my mind, like this moment because it ebbs and flows, right? Like sometimes right. you like yes. shifts and. I mean, for the longest time, I was obsessed with Army Hammer, and he's a cannibal now, so now I can't like him. So it's frustrating. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I would say, um, well, I mean, it's super cheesy, but it's true. Uh, Tom Hanks is probably my okay, number right, one, yeah. dude. Like, he's America's sweetheart. I'm going to probably say that a hundred times tonight. Uh, I mean, he's just, he's incredible. And I, everything I watch him in, I, I, he's somebody that I have multiple go-to movies. Like, I go to movies for comfort. I'm having a bad day. I'm like, what do I want to watch? Castaway, Big, uh, you know, Forrest Gump. There's so many to choose from. Um, he's just super, super talented. Um, number two would be Robin Williams. Um, he's another one just off the charts. And I love that he could do like serious and comedy like that always is like inspiring to me. And also very like, I don't know, because they say, like, comedians are usually, like, the saddest people, and I truly believe that. And so I think that they can, like, Jim yes. Carrey with Eternal Sunshine, that's one of my favorite movies and favorite roles so for good. him. And it's like, everyone thought he was just a joker, right? But, like, comedian, and Adam Sandler in Punch Drunk Love, like, comedians in serious roles, I think, uh, Will Ferrell and Everything Must Go. These, these It's just so yes. much range. It's yes. incredible. So, um, yeah, sorry. I, I have a question for you. So because yeah. you mentioned Jim Carrey, did yeah. you see Jim Carrey and Ewan McGregor in I Love You, Philip Morris? I've seen everything that Ewan McGregor and Jim Carrey have both done. I've seen every single movie. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that movie was awesome. That movie was awesome. So good. So Even good. my husband, well, me and my husband both watched it. He was like, oh my God, that movie was amazing. I was like, right? <laughs> He's really good. Believe me, I've had to put him through a lot. You can imagine, like, when I was, I met him at 16, and I was like, yeah, let's watch Velvet Goldmine together. He's like, uh, okay. Okay, okay. what is this, all right? Um, I think for a third one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick a woman. Because uh, I, I do have more male actors that I like and enjoy, but I think it's just because I find them attractive and I want to bang them. Uh, like, Kevin Costner should probably, <laughs> Kevin Costner should probably be on there, but, like, he's, but he's he's a phenomenal actor. But so he would be the third if I was doing a, the guys. But I'm gonna do okay. a woman's. I'm gonna do Melissa McCarthy because I think she's fucking hilarious. Ooh, oh my god, okay. so hilarious! She can be in the world's worst movie, and I will giggle out loud because of her. <laughs> it's the worst movie I've ever seen, and I'm like, I, she's phenomenal. She's hilarious. Yes. I don't I don't know what it is about her. I don't know how she does it. I I will watch anything that she is in. 
That's perfect. I love yes. I love the list. I love Thank it. You. you both you both had great options on there. I appreciate that about you both. So, I mean, I guess uh, how how about this? How was your week, everybody? How was your week? Better, everybody. good. How, how do you start like that? You can't say every. We all start talking at the same time. <laughs> all right. How, how about you tell us about your week, Bree? Yeah, Bree, you start. Yeah. Jeez. Okay, my week was fine. <laughs> um, this was weekend. What? It was fine. I. Okay. Oh, the weekend was was good though. I mean, like, um, Saturday we went. I went to the zoo, so that was fun. And then Sunday I went to the sunflower thing and. Um, the sunflower field, and I picked a couple sunflowers, and then we got rained on, and then we had some wine, my friend and I. But see, I only have two good days out of the week, and that's you know that's Saturday and Sunday. So I literally have <laughs> like because I work is fun. Um, that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say is that. It is I'm it gonna... bad that I don't even know what you do for work? I mean, we don't ever talk about adult stuff. I We're just like, hey, we like candy and movies and blah. I work for a bank. And I like review transactions between people to make sure that there's no like red flags between like senders and receivers. So yes, it is very smooth. Uh, that's not you at all. That's not you it's at all. Not. We need to blow up your podcast and have you just do this full time. That would be incredible. Right? Yes. No, right? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Some sunflower modeling because you've got some cool pictures in the sunflower field. So. Yeah, that was that was really fun. Thank you. I, yeah. I mean, very you know, basic white girl, but I'm like, well, whatever. Like, no, I, you I have beautiful. Fun. I have fun. <laughs> I don't care if I'm basic. Okay, it makes me happy. Just own it, you know. Yeah. Just own it. I, I, don't, I, I see. I don't believe in that because honestly, you can label everything like that. If you enjoy it, it's fun. Who cares? It's true. I'm with Erica. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's right. Great. Okay, moving on. Okay. <laughs> Let's go, Christy. Christy, you next. Oh, yes, I get to go last. Well, uh, my week was horrible. Horrible, horrible. Yeah, I've had, like, the worst week ever. And I was actually, I'm, I don't know if you can tell from my bags under my eyes, but I've been drunk for most of the week. Uh, <laughs> and, no, it's just been, like, there's just a lot going on. I feel like everything's very, um, like, for everyone, I kind of feel like. Like, life is just kind of overwhelming. Uh, I am... A very youthful 38, but I used to think like growing up, things would get easier and better and cooler, and they actually are just getting worse and more horrible and more difficult. And so I'm like, yeah. okay, all right, like it's it's not. I don't I don't know. Like it's super negative and like downy, but like it's the truth. Like uh, this 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 is like the highlight of my like a, like a span of probably like seven or eight days. Like talking to you guys and hanging out here is like the high. Like it's Aww. I'm already feeling better and having fun and like laughing more than I have in like the past eight days. So thank Yay! you. Yay. <laughs> well, we like that. <laughs> That's our goal, honestly, because it's just Literally like life is terrible. Goal. Life is terrible. <laughs> Let's try to forget about it by reminiscing through about better things. <laughs> right? Exactly. Please. <laughs> All right, yeah. Erica, you're up. You've got a tough act to follow. We've both crushed it. Uh, well, Bree knows I'm always great about recollecting what I've done <laughs> within, within the span of time. My Because my days just get so jam-packed of things and my mind is constantly jumbled with some kid asking for something or yelling of wanting something. So let's see. Oh, we did go. We did do something fun. We went. Um, I'll put a positive spin on to this. Now, <laughs> It's not always this way, and Brie can attest to that. Sometimes my weeks are 
awful, believe me. We went to this place, it's called uh, Mel's uh, uh, Fun Park. It's just, you know, like mini golf, uh, bumper boats, laser tag, oh, cool. uh, you know, all that stuff. And the kids loved it. It was hot as hell. Oh my God. Like when we sat inside the um, uh, bumper cars, the it was leather seats, but they were black and I had shorts on. And, oh. oh my God. I'm sitting there. And I've got my middle son next to me who he's my very shy, timid. He doesn't like to try things. And he's like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I think I'm going to throw up. And I was like, you're not going to throw up. Like, you're fine. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, my butt's on fire. <laughs> I'm like trying to keep him calm, but I'm also trying to keep myself calm. I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to, like, burn my legs? They had long, like, thick shorts on, so they were fine. But I had more, like, you know, shorter, ladier shorts on. So it was not going well. You had Daisy, Dukes. You had Daisy Dukes on. Just admit it. It's fine. There no one's go. judging. What? It, no, it was because nice you know once you sit, you know once you sit down, they're more like the sports shorts. But then once you sit, they go whoop, mm-hmm. they go right up mm-hmm. into the They get sucked up into those things. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, it ended up turning out great. My son did not throw up, which I knew he wouldn't. I know he's he's just like his mother. He's just he gets anxious, and so he thinks the worst. And then he had a great time, and they all had a great time, and that was good. And then. The rest of the weekend was blood. Now I've just been working because I'm going to see the Backstreet Boys on Thursday. What? Seriously? Yeah. That's yes. awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, how I'm excited so- you are. I love it. <laughs> Your mouth is <laughs> I'm so excited because I haven't seen them since 2012 when they were with uh, New Kids on the Block. And this time I didn't even have to pay for the ticket. My cousin had an extra ticket and she lives like about four and a half five hours away and she's like oh it's not too bad you can't get the day off to come up and i was like or can i challenge and i did i just normally i work three days a week because i try to keep a flexible schedule because my husband's got a crazy schedule so what do you do i rearrange i'm a power well i used to be a para. i used to work in the high school with like special needs students and now i work with one of my old students out of school so i'm kind of like his aide through like day to day and oh that's cool what not yeah. breeze breeze gotten to I, I can't say meet him but you've definitely gotten to see him over my snapchat yeah yeah she sent me videos of like um i i forgot to say so this week we are talking about lion king and forrest gump um and last week i said that we were going to talk about little princess and i was I misspoke. It's Little Princess will be next week. So I apologize, everybody. You're not the only one who made that mistake. Because when I made the post originally, I wrote a Little Princess. And then I went back and read it. And I was like, am I wrong? Hi? Like, what did I write? Which, I mean, I could already answer that first yes. question. But then I was like, go back and fix it. <laughs> well, we were trying. I was, so we tried to, we structured this from like chronological order. And obviously there's like, obviously there's a ton of movies that didn't make the list for like movies that made us cry. I mean, there's tons of them, but like, we just, I don't know, these ones were popular ones that people told us about. So yeah, I made an exception. I was, was going to wait until, um, until we do like a season on Disney, for example, I was going to like keep Lion King for that one. But I, but everybody kept saying like, this was the first movie that they cried in. So 
you know, that I was like, okay, well, I'll make an exception for this one. Um, like, obviously, like, there were other ones like Fox and the Hound and Bambi mm-hmm. that were also sad. But I was like, we'll save those for another day. But these ones, but obviously Lion King was such a huge freaking movie. Um, so uh, these ones, and we're trying to go in chronological order of the movies that we're talking about. So this one is uh, Lion King came out in June of June 24th of 1994. And I think I put that in the Instagram story. I was like, yeah, this is. Almost 30 years old. So cool. (laughs) I feel like I remember it being, I remember it being very hot. I just remember it being hot around that time when it came out. Yeah. That's funny. Um, Yep. So 1994, I was in first, or I was like going into first grade. I had like my first big crush um, on on a kid my age this time. Uh Um, Good job. Yeah. (laughs) He was not an older guy like usual. <laughs> Jacob Davis, if you lived in Alliance, Ohio in 1994, <laughs> hit me up. No, Jacob just kidding. Davis. <laughs> um, old Jacob. Yeah, that was that was yeah. It was a very interesting time. Uh, the 90s. It's funny how you remember his first and last name because I also remember the first and last name of my first grade crush, uh, which oh. is. Timothy Collins. Timothy Collins. Tim Collins. He's the distant relative of Phil. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be <laughs> Just yes. Christy, when what were you doing in nineteen ninety-four? I was way older than way older than you guys, that's for sure. No, only I was a, only a few years. I was ten. I don't know okay, what grade okay. that is. I don't. Rem- I I've blacked out a lot of my childhood. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, I was ten. What grade is that for real though? Like fourth, fifth grade, depending. Okay, on that was right. It right. depends on when you when you were ten. In March, well, St. Patrick's Day. You know, my oh, brother Erica. You know. No. So wait. So this was June. So if you were ten in June, then you'd probably be going into fifth grade. Okay, so it was right after I peed on. Because then you were turning eleven the next year. Okay. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. Say that again. It's right after I peed on stage in fourth grade. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I totally peed yeah. on stage. Yeah. I do. So you wrote that. Awesome. I remember you wrote an article, right? Like a, a couple years ago. Yes, but I. Story? So, I, well, actually, I have a deep cuts underground. Uh, podcast I kind of started just for funsies just to like test out podcasting and I, it was called Iced Brown Shug and I told that story on that and it like that was the episode that had the most listens and it was I think it was at over a thousand listens and I was like oh, of course everybody likes the episode where I talk about pissing my pe- myself on stage in fourth grade but yeah, of course. you know that's it's, it's how it goes but uh yeah I don't I don't think I had well I don't think I had a crush I can't remember. I can't remember. I really, I'm really, I have a really, part of my boxed wine podcast is me admitting that I have a terrible memory, but then I talk about all these grievances of things I remember, but I'm not sure how accurate it's they are. It's just trauma. You're sharing yeah. your trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sharing my trauma. Uh, but I don't know. I can't think of, I'm sure I had a crush on somebody, but um, the only the only name that comes to mind, and I, I don't think I had a crush on him, he was just my friend, but uh, his name was Cliff Seaman. And I thought his last name was really funny. <laughs> um, were you at Heritage when you were? No, no. I no. went to Heritage. 
uh, my uh, freshman year. Okay. Okay. I, I so transferred my freshman year. That was, so I went, so I started in, I went to Heritage. It was a small private Christian school, the same as Christy. It was K through 12. Um, I went in seventh and eighth grade. And so you went there in high school and I think you graduated in 2002. Oh, this is, oh, two. I actually have my 20 year high school reunion, uh, Saturday. And there's like four of us going because there's like a oh class of 30. And so, it, oh my God, is it, is Jason Farrell going? No, because he's got to work, but he's a doctor. So he has to work this weekend. That's right. He's on call. I had, I, that, Jason Farrell. Yeah, that's, that, that's important. Jason yeah. Farrell was one of my, was, was like the guy that I had the biggest crush on whenever oh, I went to school. So many I, people <laughs> love that dude. And of course he becomes like a doctor and he's like a family guy and has all these kids. He's like perfect. And he's yeah, like, maybe okay. like the most, he might not be real. I think he might be an alien or a robot. I'm not kidding. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Listen, they always look perfect on the outside. Uh -huh. Remember there's always. Oh yeah. Something. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> also you graduated. If you graduated in 2002, that means you're the same age as my brother because he also graduated. Is he single and he's as cool as you? Um, he is not, okay. unfortunately. And I'm no longer interested. I mean, he's a lot cooler now. I hated him for a good, like, portion of my life. But he's way cooler now, because now that he has my niece, obviously. Okay, you know, he, okay. He got a little... That does yeah. sometimes bring out the cool in people. When they have kids, they become, like, better people. And you go, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, 1994, crushes and all that fun stuff. Um, back to Lion King. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, AKA Hamlet, <laughs> also AKA Kemba the White Lion. Um, so like I always I always thought that it was very much like I shouldn't say always thought, I should say in the last since I've uh, since I read Hamlet, I was like, this is like Lion King, or vice versa, I should say. <laughs> and then uh we, we feel you, we yeah, get you. And we then I found you. out that there was another movie, like another Japanese movie called Kimba the White Lion that came out in the 60s that was also very much like the like Lion King. Um but yeah, so this is that's what I, I always I kind of associated with anyway. But like I remember I loved Lion King whenever I was younger. Um the soundtrack is freaking fantastic. Ugh, so, I mean, Elton John. So, forget so many incredible, like, voice actors in this movie. Like, so many. Um, it's it's just <laughs> a work of art on all fronts, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. So, it, so, this is... I was looking up a few fun facts about it from Mental Floss. I, on, like, Mental Floss and a couple other websites. Um, I had no idea that it is the highest grossing hand drawn or hand animated film of all time. Um, $986 million at the box office. Holy. Um, what? Is that I real? Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. I looked it up on a couple websites. That's almost a, bi that's almost a billion. Yeah. $986 million. Um, it's the eighth highest grossing um uh, animated movie of all time like right like between hand drawn or not and then it's the 42nd highest grossing movie of all time which wow. is pretty incredible for like i mean i don't know how how exactly how long they worked on it but i know that even like on um 
like with the stampede scene, which was, I mean, I think it's still a really beautifully animated scene in the movie as it is, but the, it took animators two years to get that stampede scene. Correct. Like I, I, just for one scene in the movie, which is insane to me. Um, I don't have that kind of patience. I, I, I certainly <laughs> do not. <laughs> I'm done after the first week. I'm like, guys, we haven't got it yet. Come on, let's go. They're like, it's I know, right? we got this. It's fine. Let's add more dust. Okay, there we go. They can't see it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, so, so some of my favorite movies, some of my favorite memories from like after Lion King came out. I remember my dad got me and my brothers these like little like tents like camping tents that you could put like in your living room and they were what my brother's was lion king and i think i had another one but it was like pink obviously because i'm a girl but we always i remember what you're talking about like you know it was like our it was like our little safe space in my dad's dining room and it was like this little tiny like tent and we'd go in there and like we'd play whatever and i remember having these little um these um i love that you're pouring wine right now <laughs> it's your box of wine yeah, with an eight. You and my grandmother would be. I was great, trying to be subtle. She Listen, it. this is black box wine. My grandmother loves her box. It's award winning, and I want them to be my sponsor of my podcast one day. But there are four bottles of wine in this one box. I've almost That's finished. Fantastic. Yeah. You got to do sorry. what you do. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. But wait, I do want to interrupt real quick and just say this. I think we should each go through and say what we think. The beginning of that song says, in Lion King. So I'll do my version when I sing it, right? And then you'll do your version of what it is, because this is, because every time it's on, because I did do research, I watched both movies uh, multiple times this week, uh, before prepping for this podcast. But um, I was singing out loud in my kitchen the other day, and I started bursting out laughing, because I'm like, I have no fucking clue what this says, but I have like made this up in my mind over the years, of what they're saying. So for me, it's <laughs> I, I feel like that's not what I What do you hear, Erica? Let me hear what you hear. What is what do you what, everyone sings it, so I wanna know. I really wanna know. Cause I was like laughing and I was like, I am not the only person that has invented no, words. So. I should I should know this because whenever I was in high school, this was not at Heritage, this was at whenever I went to Jackson. In, I think my sophomore year in choir, we, like, we had a whole bunch of, like, songs from, like, like a whole bunch of songs, like, that were in African languages. Like, there was, like, a, a couple Swahili songs. Like, there was a whole bunch of different ones that we, we sang, and obviously Circle of Life was one of them. And I, I should I should remember it for sure, but... I, I, just, I think Erica just Googled the lyrics. Nah, nah, <laughs> Wait, that's what I think it is too, but wait till you read what it is. What is it? It's <laughs> I'm not gonna pronounce it right. So you know what? I'm gonna read it, but and it's not gonna sound anything like what it is, but it says Nats Inganyama Bagitha Baba Sithiyam in in Gunyama, non Singunyama, Makisa Baba. This is amazing. We're just butchering a very beautiful language, aren't we? I think it sounds incredible. I think we made it maybe better. I don't I don't know. 
Another fun fact is as soon as they heard that song, they changed the intro to the movie. Wait, what? What? So as soon as they heard that song, they changed the intro to the movie. They um they put the that scene of like the it was always the scene that you saw in the trailers with with the that was like the the intro to the song or the intro to the movie and it was the trailer. <clears throat> and they, because of the song, they were like, this has to be our intro because it's, um, it was just too epic not gotcha. to. So. Yeah, that is an epic song. So it epic. is epic. Um, like, so the animators, like, actually traveled to Kenya to actually, like, to get some of the, Heck a yeah. lot of the landscape, or, landscapes are very much based on real places. Um, what was I going to say? The... You, do you remember when everybody was like freaking out over like whenever, um, when Simba was older, he like, f- like, faded into the like he fainted into the grass and like the, like the dandelions like it went up into the sky and it was supposed to like it looks like it says sex. Yes. Yes, I remember one of those hidden sexual that. things in the Disney movies because there's like penises and Little yes. Mermaid or something weird. Yeah, no, I mean, in the yeah, why not? Uh, it, yeah. It's it's supposed to. Apparently, it was supposed to say SFX. It's not sex. It's SFX because it was sound effects. But I'm like, was it though? Was it right. really? Or it was? Or you just like, you know what I mean? Like, it was definitely sex, and you know they totally threw yeah. it. Yeah, we've all seen on. Fight Club. We've all seen Fight Club. We know that these filmmakers know what they're doing, and they just a little, <laughs> you know. I would. There's another good. There's a good. There's there's some good actors in that. Yeah. Movie. Oh, Lordy. Ed Norton is unbelievable. Woo. He is so underrated. He is so he underrated. Is. Um, so yeah, there was a couple, uh, couple of other things that I wanted to mention before, like getting into the cast, and then we'll move on. Like, because I, I mean, there's just so much information between these two movies that we'll probably oh. just. Well, there's probably oh, things yeah. that we probably won't even get to get to talk about, but. Um, obviously, so they traveled to Kenya, some of the animators, to kind of get some of the landscape, and then they brought in, like, a whole bunch of animals to, like, film them and watch them, like they used to do back in the day, like, back in the early days of, like, Disney, they would bring in, you know, they would watch, like, they watched dancers dance to, like, you Mm -hmm. know, make sure that they were drawing, like, the dresses right, you know, those kind of things. So they wanted to make sure that they got things right when they were like animating you know the lions and the hyenas and how they walk and how they carry themselves and things like that which is really cool i think that's a really good idea what was i going to say so lion king actually wasn't even the like it wasn't the one of the names that they had picked out until later on it had it was once called the king of kalahari and then Uh once called the jungle so um let's see what was that second one um king of the jungle Oh, yeah, no, no, I don't care for that one. Um, yeah, I know. So it, the that, Lion ugh. King just works so Negative. much better. <laughs> I really agree with that. Uh, so yeah, it was. <laughs> I already talked about the highest-grossing movie. Oh, this one was a fun one. Before you came on, Christy, I did mention this to Erica that a hyena researcher actually sued Disney because 
for like defamation of character of the hyenas because the hyenas were proven out to be like the terrible guys. I was don't know. Twenty twenty. How? Who? That person was ahead of their time. That is a twenty twenty two move, in my opinion. Like that is not a nineteen ninety four move. That is a twenty twenty two move. Defamation of character 100%. for a hyena? Are you fucking kidding me? For a hyena? I mean, Ed's I like, <laughs> yeah. he's the best one. Everyone loves him. Yeah. And Whoopi Goldberg? I'm sure Ed's real. Yeah, no. I'm sure no. he's real. Right Everyone now. loved the hyenas. They were supposed to be the baddies, and I loved them all. I know, right? Um, I, ridiculous. Oh ridiculous. Actually, and the animators, the animators, this was like the B team of animators, believe it or not, because the, fir- the, the A team was actually working on Pocahontas, believe it or not. I do love I do love huh. Pocahontas. Yes. Pocahontas is Wayne Gabo. I just I, 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 it's not I just wish they would have called it but Yeah, I, w- I wish they would have just called no, it something no. different. You know what I mean? Like if they would have not said right. this is the story of Pocahontas, you know, yes. of, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because I'm like, it's right. not the story at all. This is a very, 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 very somewhat kind of like, but not really like story. Yes, I mean, that's exactly exactly the, that should be on the box of the, like, the the back of the DVD. That's the description of that movie, 100%. We're just using the name, is what it should say at the end, period. (laughs) And and we're making them kind of look like Native Americans, but really we're whitewashing this entire, the entire thing. thing. <laughs> that's amazing. That I mean, yes, that's something that that I've all, even whenever I was a kid and I was told this is actually not the true story. Like even whenever I was a kid and I watched that, I was like, okay, so why did they call it Pocahontas then? You know, mm-hmm. like, I guess no, truly to make you know, money. Like, yeah, right. marketing, I guess, but yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so I have a, I have a, wait, I have a question. Yeah, go for it. So, so are we? So the so the 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 um, theme is movies that made us cry, right? Yes. Is that the. So, yeah. what part of Lion King made you guys cry? Um, obviously, when Mufasa died. Um, I think that whenever Mufasa died, I think it was a lot of myself included. I think it was like the first time that we were like. Oh crap! This is this death thing is real. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not in like just the way that it happened was just so tragic. And you're like, come on, Mufasa, wake up, wake up, please, yeah, please wake up. So, but also even I also even got emotional. I think because I watched the movie too recently, and I was like, even whenever he came back, I think. That was like a, it was like a happy cry whenever he came back mm-hmm. and, you know, took care of everything yep. then, you I know. Like that. So that's, that's my story. Anyway. That's her story and she's sticking I'm to it. Sticking to it. <laughs> what about you, Erica? Um, well, mine's probably the same and I probably, because the first time I saw, <laughs> the first time I was supposed to see it, I was supposed to go quick little story. I was supposed to go see it in the movie theater with my brother and my cousin. And my, I'll never forget. My mom took us to, um, oh my gosh, it's now AMC, but it was called something totally different at the time. And I remember it was right up by the mall and we went to go. And all of a sudden I just didn't feel good. And my mom's like, what do you mean you don't feel good? And I was like, I don't know. I just like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And she's like, well, I can't throw up in the movie theater. I'm like, uh, 
So my mom dropped my cousins and my brother off. We went over to Filene's basement, and I went and threw up in that bathroom. <laughs> so that made me cry. So that scene was really sad. But then I think I eventually watched it. But I, I don't know. Like I don't remember. <laughs> I don't just. I don't. I don't have a memory like of me crying about it as a kid. I have memories of me like crying about it older especially like watching it with my kids again and i'm like oh my god and of course my kids are like mom really like it's not that big a deal <laughs> wow you guys <laughs> so yeah i don't know it's because you know but i think that's because i have such a my memory tied to the lion king is that memory of me being sick and like having to go to filene's basement that i don't remember much about like watching it as a kid other than like i know i watched it yeah. Yeah. So that's my answer. How about you, Christy? Well, first of all, Erica. I like when you say my name like that. <laughs> Second of all, um, I actually have to say I am more uh with you, Erica, on this. I don't recall crying as a kid, uh, watching it. Um, I remember watching it and being like, Oh no. Like, no, <laughs> he's not he's not really and uh but I think the saddest part that I felt wasn't Mufasa's death coincidentally it was more like Simba like leaving as a kid and feeling like ostracized and not being able to yes. stay with him. like I remember him like running through the brambles and, and I was like oh no what's he gonna do and and like and the movie is so brilliant because it they knew they had this really horrific moment for kids to watch and it's a kid's movie right essentially it's aimed at yes. children and so right before Mufasa's death it's all like pretty chill and it's like doable and then you get Timon and Pumbaa that just ah and you're like okay okay yeah. like life's not so bad and so yeah. um but like that moment the moment after Mufasa's death and and before right before he meets Timon and Pumbaa I was like man I can't imagine like feeling completely alone this little cub you know by himself <laughs> in this huge like world this safari with all these animal i mean i don't know elephant graveyards like that shit is scary are you kidding i wouldn't go through an elephant graveyard as a human are you kidding me like and he's like a little tiger cub trying to ground i don't know i just yeah. that was like it's very like disturbing to me. yeah it's, it's like it'd be like if you were running through a graveyard and you just saw human bones it would be yeah. the same thing so disturbing so dark Seriously. yeah it really is <laughs> that's a good it's so sad <laughs> you're like oh I my mean, god I mean like <laughs> I just watched like I don't know if I, you heard if you listened to the last episode of Democracy it, it's really bad but I the, the la last week was the first time I had ever watched Secret Garden and I think we yes. had heard a couple people say Secret uh, Secret Garden and I was like I've never watched it before last week and I'm like would I have cried at this whenever I was a kid probably but as an adult, it's different. You know, like, mm -hmm. I will say, like, some of the movies that we've watched so far this season, that I've watched so far this season, that we've talked about, um, there were some things that were hard for me to watch. And the, Mufasa's death scene, even this time around, was hard for me to watch. So, like, as a kid, I mean, I was, I guess, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe I did. I don't know. I I always thought that the first movie I cried in was Stepmom, but Ooh, now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe this was the first. I don't know. Hmm. But because, I mean, there were movies that made me sad. Like, yeah. uh, you know, we talked about, like, uh, Never Ending Story. 
obviously with like the swamp of sadness and like in with our attacks and everything. So it's very interesting. Cause I'm like, I, I don't remember specific. I remember feeling sad, but I don't know if I guess. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely cried at uh, my girl, which I know you guys talked about. Yes. I heard, I listened to that episode oh. and I totally, totally cried uh, because I'd never yeah. seen a little kid. I think, die in a movie before that i don't know it was and like i don't know thomas J. yeah, yeah right, right. It was and just, just her whole reaction like it is so it's i mean even when you watch it now as an adult it just seems so genuine like yeah she's just truly so devastated and i think as a kid you can relate to that the thought of losing like your best your best friend in there and they're a child kids already struggle with understanding death and then to try to have to explain to them while well, children can also die is just yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do yeah. have a theory. I have a theory about children actors. And I think like with E.T. and, um, you know, My Girl is another example. And uh, Goonies and all, like even Stranger Things when they were younger, right? Like kids, I think, are the best and purest actors because I think they believe it. When they're on set, you know, like when you're watching Drew Barrymore and E.T., She's a little kid, and I think she's in that world, right? And, like, they don't—they think differently. They aren't jaded by the world yet. They don't, you know, there was no green screen for, like, Goonies and E.T. and stuff. And so I think that's why those movies are so powerful, and the act, Stand By Me is another one, where the acting's so good, and it's from a pure point. Like, I think kids just are the best actors because they just, they don't have that self-consciousness that adults have. That's a good right. point. That's a really good point. I know. It's, it's so hard, too, because it's, like, I agree. I, I have such like a, now that I'm older, I have such like a mixed feelings about kids being in the acting profession after seeing so much, not only just of my childhood stars, but like my mom's. Like I remember growing up watching a lot of her stars just really having a rough life because of what they've been through. And I remember I actually just watched an interview with Winona Ryder and she actually just said something similar, even about like the cast of Stranger Things that she's like, I love them. She goes, even though I have mixed feelings about how I feel about kids in the industry, because it is hard because these kids, you see them, they're amazing, they're talented. But then at the same time, you know, the world that they're currently in and you know that it mm -hmm. can go one way or the other for them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. it's true. Especially, I mean, I mean, the Stranger Things kids are definitely going to have big careers or they're not, you know, like this yeah. might, you know, it, and it's, and it's, it's tough to call, but I think that it's, it's difficult for them now, but I think it's, there is something special to it because I think they have like Winona Ryder who's been in the industry forever. So they have, mm -hmm. I think they have somebody to lean yes. on, yes. If, you know, down the road or at yeah. least get it from at least right. you people know. keeping an eye out for them and their best interests. Cause I feel like, as we know, Drew Barrymore did not have that at all. No. So that's no. why she led the life she lived. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. and to bring it back to Lion King, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, right? That was a big deal. Yeah. Him doing the voice of Simba. And, uh, and he, you know, I feel like children, child actors, either they like stay in the business and they like survive and they make it. Um, like, uh, I mean, Elijah Wood, Sean uh, Astin, he did that. I mean, uh, Drew Barrymore, obviously. There's like, there, Macaulay Culkin has even made a comeback. He had a rough time, but uh, he made it happen. But, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was like a household name. He was on, um, uh, what was it? Not, uh, tool, tool, not, I'm thinking Tool Time. Home, is improvement. Not right. home Improvement. Thank you. Yeah. Improvement. He was on Home Improvement. 
Um, they even had a little Simba doll in one of the episodes as like a little um, Easter egg. I remember it was because he was still on the show when they when he did voice Simba. Um, and so that was pretty cool. Uh, but I remember him being like a household name and like Devin Sawa, another one, right? Everyone knew him. Where are those dudes? Like, you know, they're not. And a lot of I will them- tell you, though, Devin Sawa, if you follow him on Instagram, he is hilarious. Is he? he you need to follow him. Oh, my gosh. He's hilarious. And it's great because a lot of other celebrities follow him like back and forth. And it's great because he like makes jokes about being like a teen heartthrob. You guys should actually really. Follow okay, him. Really I will. Funny. I will. I mean, actually, there's a movie I cried at Casper as a kid. I remember that when oh, he, when he, be, when he the Casper. and then he's like, can I keep you? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he was, that was the ghost again, though. And I'm like, no. No. Why am I falling in love with you? <laughs> I know. I think every girl, if, if you were a girl and you watched Casper and you did not fall in love with Devin Sawa, you probably <laughs> did not like men. I'm just saying, like, you didn't like boys. Because I just. <laughs> you liked Christina Ricci. Or probably, yeah, you were probably in love with Christina Ricci. Yes, yes. If you weren't in love with one, you were in love with the other because they were amazing. They were so good. Yes. Of course, I I took the route of Brie and and Casper, and I definitely was into Bill Pullman as the dad more than Devin Sawa. (gasps) Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes. I freaking love Bill Pullman. I remember watching him in Spaceballs. You can't have him. Spaceballs and being like, oh, my God. He is so... Uh, I watched yes. him in Spaceballs, and I remember being like, oh, my God. How about even while you were sleeping? While you were sleeping? Are you kidding me? Oh, Oh my gosh. I would love to find a man like that. Do they exist? No. But, you know, we can pretend. I don't know if we do. Yeah, it's very sad. All right, sorry. He's all right. right. No Lion King. Oh, God. Uh, Sorry. I'll I'll go through the cast because it is a star-studded cast, and then we'll move on. Like we said, we weren't going to get too in-depth anyway. Don't worry. I know. I know. I I had a feeling this would happen because – but I think it's great. I really do. So um, (laughs) – Do you think people would like a four-hour episode? You think like a four-hour episode? <laughs> it could be. Hey, um, I watch some podcasts that are like three hours long, so <laughs> you never know. Um, so I will say this is this kind of made me laugh because I didn't realize this until I was an adult and I had watched Coming to America, James Earl Jones and um, Madge Sinclair. They play, you know, they're the yes. voices of Surabi and um, Mufasa, and they were they were the, uh, you know, they were in they were the parents in um, coming That's to awesome. America. It was oh, so James funny because I was like, Jones. when I watched it uh, a couple days ago, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the. Uh, I was like, I know her voice, and I was like, oh wait, that's the woman from Coming to America. That's why, and I, obviously, whenever I was a kid, I had no idea, but. Um, I mean, I didn't. I had no idea until just now. Oh, really? I didn't know okay. clue. I never. I never knew. It was. Uh, it, awesome. This was something I. I said um, last week whenever we were talking about Homeward Bound. I was like, I. I can. I can remember people's voices, and now I do remember. Um, and so there was obviously. So it was those two. Then Scar was voiced by Jeremy Irons. Simba Hashtag was. Hot. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> Simba oh. was Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nala was voiced by, um, oh shoot. I, I don't know if I wrote her name down correctly. Hold on. The, the adult Nala was voiced by Moira Kelly. Hold on one second. Hold on. The ch- Moira. Moira. I love oh, what a great name. name. It's a great I name. Friend, yeah. I think the Frenchie's daughter name. is Moira. 
Um, Moira. What is it? What is the movie? Uh, Moira Angela. Some is that Hook? Yeah, Wendy Moira Hook. Angela Darling. I found it. I found her name. Her name okay. is Nikita Kalame. I believe is her name. So all right, all right. So that was sorry. Okay, Rowan Atkinson, aka Mr. Bean, was the voice of Zazu. Yes. Yes. Um, wait, 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 wait. What? What? Are you? You? Oh, didn't... oh my! I'm so embarrassed. I'm obsessed with Mr. <laughs> Bean, but Mr. Bean doesn't speak, so it's not on me. Okay, that's on him. All right. I'm. Uh... Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I didn't know. Yes, Mr. Bean. I did not know. Mr. Bean. Well, Mr. Bean, the character doesn't speak, but when he plays other characters, <laughs> listen, I don't go that. No, I'm just kidding. I love him in Love Actually. He's amazing. He's so yes. annoying. Oh, I love Love that's Actually. Oh, oh, such a good movie. oh, good. Talk about a tear jerker. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I, I I don't know how if if this is if I'm saying this correctly. Robert. Good night, buddy. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Everybody else loves you too. <laughs> Robert Guillaume Guillaume is the voice of Rafiki. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm sorry, but his first name is Robert. Well, um, you don't either because you got the reference. So, <laughs> um, so Nathan Lane and Ernie Sabella, who voiced Timon and Pumbaa, they actually auditioned to be for hyenas. So they, yeah. hmm. they but then they ended up getting Timon and Pumbaa and. Fun fact: um, the the guy who did who did the voice of Ed, who was Jim Cummings, um, he actually filled in for Jeremy Irons when they sang "Be" when he sang "Be Prepared" because apparently um, Jeremy Irons had, was having some voice issues and he couldn't sing. He couldn't oh. sing the part. Are you so kidding Jim, me? Yeah, the guy that that was because of throat issues. It was a yeah, it was something with his vocal cords. I think. Um, he was having some kind of issues with his throat, but it was like, so the guy that did the voice of Ed, the laughing hyena, he was, he also sang a lot of this, a lot of the parts for, um, okay. Star and be prepared. I, need, I, need, I need to tell you something because my big thing, I was, when I was watching it today, cause I love the, I love the music. I love the music so mm -hmm. much. And, um, I thought, you know, it's, it, Jeremy Irons is a badass because he sang a song because Matthew Broderick does not sing. I don't believe um, yeah, Jason, yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas did not sing, and so I was like, "Oh, Jeremy Irons sang," and so that blows my mind because I was like, "I mean, he sounds. I mean, that's a pretty know. good." I don't know if he did the whole thing, but I think it was. I think he was having some issues, like in certain takes of it. So hmm. I think they used as much as Jeremy Irons as they could. But I think, Jim, I think Jim Cummings. Yeah, yeah, hold on. That's okay. okay. It's all good. Um, and then obviously Whoopi Goldberg was the voice of Shenzi and Banzai was Cheech Marin. Um, mm -hmm. so that's like the big cast. Do you know who, I just Google it. Do you know who sang for Matthew Broderick? It was the lead singer of Toto. No, it wasn't. Yes. Toto lead singer, Joseph Williams and actor Jason Weaver were hired to dub their respective singing voices. Disney has so much star power. Like how do you even afford a movie that has that many names, that many recognize that much recognizable talent? Like are you, you get the lead singer of a band to sing a song in an animated movie. 
Are you kidding me right now? I mean, they made You're like, hold on, wait a minute. I got the perfect guy. I know the lead singer of Toto. Just give me <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? Like, uh, just call him. I got him. Yeah. He sounds exactly like Matthew Broderick. <laughs> um, right? <laughs> oh, doesn't Matthew Broderick sing? Isn't he on Broadway or am I? You know, yeah. It's, yeah, it says, it says despite that he does sing that he didn't sing in that. It's kind of like example, like in the movie Cry Baby, even though Johnny Depp does sing, he does not sing in that movie. Oh, yeah. okay. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe these people are singing and then the people listening are like, yeah, yeah, sounds great. Sounds great, Matthew. Anyway, hey, we're going to call the lead singer of Toto because um, Matthew can't really sing. Uh, he's only getting... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like they want like a certain I yeah, never noticed that though they never, they never outright say like the celebrities can't sing but they're always like oh they just weren't like right for it so we got so and so to do hey, it for whatever there's a prime example I had a huge thing for Russell Crowe in high school okay he was my dude yeah. gladiator and then I watched all of his weird Australian movies and he was in this band called 30 odd foot of grunt and he has a terrible fucking voice i love the dude he's a great actor his voice is awful and he was the lead singer of a band and i was like the only reason that he is a lead and i and i got the cd i think it's in my attic right now and i would listen to it and it was <laughs> awful it was cringy i and here's the thing i can't sing i know i can't sing but if i'm ever famous i'm gonna be like i'm a musician and i'm a singer and i'm gonna put out an album <laughs> and i'm gonna do it and it's gonna be terrible and I'm going to make all the people that really love me listen to it. Because I did that with Russell Crowe. And it was awful. So I think this is what might be happening. I'm just saying. And also, yeah. if anyone wants to Spotify that band, do it. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, it's terrible. Terrible. I mean, and then you watch him in, like, Les Mis. And he got a ton of flack for, for being in Les Mis, you know? Yeah, well, because he's a terrible singer. It was awful. It was all He was awful in that. He was great acting. But his voice, it's like Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia. I love Pierce Brosnan. That's my bond. That's my dude. But, like, when he started singing in Mamma Mia, I burst out laughing in the theater and was like, is this real? Like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Like, that, I mean, we... Go back to we, Lion King, though, for, for real. We're, no, we're good. We're good. I, like, I think, I think people remember Lion King. People know the story. Okay, I do, I do have one more question for both of you. Okay. It's very important. Yes. Favorite song from Lion King? Be prepared. Oh. I love the villain song. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Erica? It depends on my mood. Okay. Because if I'm in like a fun, upbeat mood, then I'm loving Just Can't Wait to Be King. Yes. Because I'm just like, yes, I'm going like, to get into it. But then... um. I don't know, it's hard because I love Elton John, so I would probably say like a circle of life, but like his version of it okay. because I just Yeah. I my my mom had the soundtrack again, another which it's really funny that you paired these two Brie. These were two of my mom's favorite movies mm-hmm. and in the nineties and two soundtracks she had both of. Amazing. And so we listened to that. Oh my god, Elton John over and over and over again. So prob- probably those. Yeah, what about yours, Chrissy? Akuna Matata. Of I just love it. Because, because I feel like, it's first of all, anyone can sing it. And he slurps bugs. You watch a lion eat bugs. Amazing. Um, True. And it just, like, I can have the shitty, like, I was having a shitty week. I'm not even kidding. And every time I watched Lion King and that song came on, I would start dancing. And I'm a terrible dancer. Hell yeah. 
but I was that like singing and dancing yeah. and I was like, yeah, like it just, and the, and the message behind it is so true. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. It's I mean, like, haven't you, have you seen that meme where it's, where with Timon and Pumbaa and you're like, have you ever thought about just not giving a shit? <laughs> no, I have not seen that meme. Oh my, send it to me, please. Because so, that's what they do. They're literally, we don't give a shit. We're going to eat bugs and live our best lives. And I'm like, I want to be them. We don't give a shit. <laughs> We're just going to eat bugs. Yes. We don't really give a shit. We don't really give a shit. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Um, so that was a good question. I should have asked that question too, but I, that was that was a good one. I um, yeah, the music is really incredible, and I think they actually added Hakuna Matata to the soundtrack after the movie was over because I thought they I think they took out one song and put Hakuna Matata in because it was just smart choice. Yeah, just, it's such a catchy tune. And it's what was fun. the other song? I, I'm really curious. Um, <laughs> like, it was, that would be a fun that would be a fun game to play like rejected song like yeah. Lion King songs. It was called, hold on one second. I, I read it. Was it? I hope it was a Rafiki song where he's just like a wee mama which oh my god let me tell you guys by the way especially after like I, I feel like most parents have probably done this to the, their children of course every parent who's ever seen the lion king has taken their baby and been like <laughs> oh my every my, okay so i'm adopted and i'm not even kidding you my dad is a pastor or retired pastor but when i was adopted he literally put me in front of an all white congregation and was like the Simba thing, for real, I swear. People oh tell me about gosh. it all the time. And he was like, oh, new baby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dad. Like, what were you doing? See, this predates Lion King. <laughs> it does, it yeah. does. He was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time. Actually, actually, that scene was based off of me. So, you know, you guys are welcome. <laughs> there you oh. go. <laughs> it was one of the writers in there was in there. was like, this is perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> Oh, okay. Here we go. This. Okay, so, what I was saying earlier about I, this, I was I'm trying to find the song that they didn't that they removed yeah. from the, the thing. So it says, um, a Jeremy Irons threw his voice out, yelling, "You won't get a sniff without me." And so I think that's when, um, what's his name took over. The threw his voice Jim out. Cummings. That's a new. No, yeah. I don't throw my voice out when I sing that part, so I must be a better professional than Jeremy Irons. <laughs> um, gosh, I can't find it. But yeah, there's a there's a deleted song. Dang, I can't find it. I know I read it. It's because Disney Disney heard you because you know the phone's listening and it heard you and was like, oh no, we're not finding that song. Mm -hmm. Disney's like, no, nope, no, nope, we don't delete shit. We're we're tight. Our shit's tight. We don't delete anything. <laughs> but you don't know anything. Okay, but <laughs> but I swear, I, that jacket is tight, son. I definitely Yummy. think I definitely think that uh, "Be Prepared" is probably one of the best villain songs ever. A hundred percent. Although, yes. although you know what trumps it for me? The Ursula. Ursula? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I think. True. And honestly, I have to say, I think it's because when she squishes the little things and then makes it her lipstick. I don't know why that sticks with me. Yes. But like, I was just like, I remember being just totally like, whoa. She uses like creatures for her makeup. Like she is a badass. Oh, we have gone. been watching that a lot yes. lately. Oh, Zachary whenever she goes, no talking, singing, zip. 
whatever. Yes. Oh, it's perfect. That was perfect. It's exactly. Yeah, that. Oh, my gosh. I'm not, yeah. We're not going down this rabbit hole. I'm going to stop myself, but I'm just saying, yeah, that's my villain song, I think. I like it. I like it. But yeah, those ones, I think like, those two were the best. She's also throwing around her body. She's got I huge bazoombas, good, and I don't know. She's awesome. I love a I know, good, right? I love she, a good she, minor. She's thing. a curvy queen. Yeah. 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 Uh, she is. She was apparently, this is another fun fact. Apparently she was based off of a drag queen. No way. I could see that. I think so. That's cool. I could see that. If cool. you sit here, I could totally. I like that. I could see that. I could see that with the makeup. Mm-hmm. And that's just I could see that. I don't know for sure. Heck yeah. Um, yes. But anyway, so I guess we can get into uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. <clears throat> All right, Run, let's do it. Forrest. I will make this. <laughs> I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible because I know we have gone down like 4,000. Yeah, I'm sorry. Holes, I apologize. So. Don't ever have me on here again because this is what I do. No, I love it. No, no. <laughs> It's not you because Bree and I go down rabbit holes all the time, <laughs> nonstop. We can't help ourselves. So here we go. All right, are we ready? This movie was. Uh, it has two release dates. It was released on June twenty third, nineteen ninety four, in Los Angeles, but then it was released on July sixth, nineteen ninety four, on the day my brother's birthday is on the fifth of July. Um, in the United States. So again, we were, you know, still kind of around the same age, just hanging out. It's summer, living our best <laughs> lives. But for me, what got me into this movie, like I said, was my mom. My mom was probably, I'm sure a lot of it had to do with the music. Plus a, a lot of it, you know, she, she was born in 65. So she grew up as a kid in the seventies and stuff like that. And so she was able to re- relate to it a lot. And I just remember watching it with her and also just like falling in love with the story yeah i feel like i don't know like what what do you guys like remember like your first experience of like i'm assuming you probably watched it with your parents is my assumption brie um i watched it whenever i was so whenever i would visit my dad um and if my dad was working that weekend i would stay with my i would spend time with my grandmother and um and she loved this movie. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, and we had like our, like, we had like a kid's den in her house, like for all of all of my cousins and stuff. But if like my younger brother and some and my cousins were in the other room watching something that I didn't want to watch, I would like go in and hang out with my grandma. <clears throat> and she loved th- This was one of the movies that she, I remember her really loving. And so I would watch it. Obviously, you know, whenever you, you're six years old you're not going to get all of the nuances and things like things about the story but you can still pick up on like kind of like the emotional feel to the story especially in the beginning whenever they're kids and he's got his legs in the braces you know what i mean and just just, like emotional yeah just the emotional part of that like how sad that must have been um i i I don't know like it's just something I, i felt bad for the kid whenever i was you know, right. um, but yeah, that that's what I remember picking up on being sad for him whenever he was young. And also for Jenny, because, you know, like, your God, oh, make me a five far, far away from here. Like, oh God, it was awful. <laughs> anyway. I secretly hate Jenny and I'm, I'm prepared to rant about Jenny um, in this podcast and we have lots of haters and lots of hate comments. <laughs> well, that's okay. 
It's okay because if you saw my post from the other day that I posted on the Instagram, I was like, "Do you love Jenny, but you also really hate Jenny at the same yes. time?" I just hate her. <laughs> she's she's. Here's the thing: she doesn't deserve Forrest, okay? And he, that is and true. she I... treated him like shit all the time, and then she like has his baby and dies of AIDS. She's a dick, okay? She's a dick, yeah. okay? I mean, yeah. and she never treated him well. He wrote her all those letters. Vietnam, are you kidding me? Like, I'm so tired of, like, everyone's got trauma. Everyone has trauma. Stop using that as your excuse to treat people like shit, especially good people like Forrest. Oh, you're my girl, Jenny. Are you kidding me? I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. Are you kidding me? And you treat him like that? Come on. I'm with you. Come on. I'm with you. When he says to her, you should come with me to Greenbow, Alabama. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. If she would have gone with him then yeah. I would have been like all is forgiven Jenny because you guys did the hug and the in Washington DC and it was amazing and uh, and I'm like yes and then she treats him like crap and I'm like I can't handle it I yeah. can't handle it. I know yeah. she had stuff yeah. happen I know and I, I I sympathize with that but also it doesn't give you an excuse to treat people like crap and she, tra- she treated him so you bad. know what you're right <sighs> you're <sighs> right and I feel like as we've grown up we definitely see the at least for me too, I've definitely seen the movie from a different point of view in that way too, because I, that was my same like reasoning. Like I loved their love stories like kids and mm-hmm. how much he loved mm-hmm. her, but I hated the fact that she just was like, basically treated him like shit and same thing. Like exactly like, yes, her life was terrible, but I mean, she kind of just like took advantage of the fact that he was always there. Yeah. Yes. And that always made me feel And so I know bad. And I have so many guy friends. And then he has to take care of little Haley Joe Osment. So, like, who wants to do that? And he literally yeah. sat on the bench from the beginning to the end of that dude's school day, waiting for his son to get back because it's the hashtag Forrest. And I love him forever for that. But he literally just sitting on the bench, waiting, I'll be right here when you get back. And he's going to sit there the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. But I I don't remember. The whole time? The whole time. I don't remember the first time I saw Forrest Gump, but my parents were very uh, weird about movies. Um, anything with any like sex or swearing or anything. And I think that was PG 13, maybe. What's the rating on it? I think it probably was PG 13. Yeah. So, like, I started watching movies in junior high when I got my 13 inch TV VCR combo, which is my latest episode on my podcast, Boxed Wine. A little drop in there. Um, but, uh, I have one of those too. <laughs> They're It's my favorite thing I ever bought. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I wish I still had mine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember watching it and I remember being, I'm not really. I, I've never really been a big history buff, but that movie really like changed my view on history because it was such a cool, unique way to bring it all together. You've got this guy on a bench talking to random strangers, and then you almost forget the, like, that he's telling all these stories. And you almost forget that he's got a mission, and then it all ties. It, it's a beautifully constructed story, and I read the book that it was based off of, and the book is kind of garbage. The movie... Yeah does it so much better. But I, I know it's two different formats, and the book was okay. But the movie is a movie that I will, like, never forget as long as I live. Like, it's a movie that you watch. Which Jenny doesn't Jenny doesn't die in the book. Yeah, I she read. doesn't. And there's a second book, too, which is also trash, to be honest. Uh, and I read that. Yes, I, I read it. Yeah, the that. second book is yep. not good either. And, and But, like, the concept is brilliant. And they just, Robert Zemeckis did an amazing job directing this film. And, and they were so smart, too, because... You know, watching Forrest Gump today, 
and seeing like when he's in the like video with like the presidents or John Lennon or whatever, because the footage is scratchy and weird, it's just it's like Jurassic. Well, Jurassic Park's on next level because I think Jurassic Park holds up with their their CGI. But Forrest Gump's another one where I watch it and I'm not like grossed out like ew okay it's very obviously old technology i'm like that's pretty incredible it still stands yeah. like it's still solid today yeah i mean you, so you know it's funny that you mentioned that that's like a really that kind of ties into some of the stuff i found so for example you want to talk about great cgi those ping pong balls were not really I knew there that. yep so, yeah wow and it's, it's funny because i just Amazing. found this out too which and, and, it's, and it's so true because i i'm a big history buff my I will say I probably wasn't as much of one as a kid because it was definitely like my papa, my dad, it was always like, they're sleeping on the couch. They're watching the history uh-huh. channel. And I'm just like, I don't want to watch this crap. <laughs> but same, like I, I remember watch starting to watch movies that incorporated history in a more fun way because the history channel of like today is not the same history channel of back then when it was just like droning on and on yeah. constantly. Yeah. And, and I definitely have, I learned through fun, but yeah, I mean, the CGI, it's, it's, it's so believable. And they actually said, I'm trying to find it. Like they got put into a, who put them into it? Somebody put them into like this. Oh, here it is. The visual effect. It talks about like, um, oh, so it talks about how they did Lieutenant Dan's legs. They wrapped blue thing, blue, like, you know, what do you call it? Like material around his legs. And did it that way. And it's funny, too, because I actually wondered that the last time I watched it. I was like, damn, how did they do that? Because, like, they make it so believable, yes. which I know my mom listens to the podcast sometimes. So I'll have to shout out to her and tell her one of her favorite scenes. And I did this one time when I was in the hospital high on morphine. And she thought it was the funniest thing is when Forrest and Lieutenant Dan are in the hospital. And he's like, Lieutenant Dan, ask her <laughs> yes. name. Yes. That's my favorite. My, there was, that is my there favorite was a guy next to me and he kept asking for ice cream and I had the bedpan. So I kept going, Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. That's so good. It's such a good line. There are a lot of good lines. It really is. Well, which is funny. So speaking of good lines, of lines, the line where he sit when he's talking to Bubba, you know, Bubba introduces himself when Forrest Gump's like, you know, his name's Forrest Gump. I, my name, I, I go by Forrest. My name's Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks actually made up that line. Like he improvised awesome. that, that whole spot, which actually like, yeah. And a lot of this was improvised, yeah, really? but I'm trying to find, there's a thing that talks about the history, like within the movie and how it got put into like a historical, here it is, found it. It says, it was put into the, crap, of course I cut it off at the top. It's some sort of film registry. And it said that the film was honored for its technological innovations to like seamlessly like make Forrest Gump in within the archival footage. Yeah. That they like are, they basically are documenting is yeah like even though it's not historical because he wasn't there it's like a just important historically for that reason too like cgi and whatnot mm-hmm. but um also oh i gotta tell you guys another fun fact hold on there's another there's another good one speaking of our wonderful friend jenny who we all hate. <laughs> she um so uh, Robin Wright was not 
the first choice for Jenny. It was between Jodie Foster, Nicole Kimmon, and Demi Moore. What? What? Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Robin Wright was amazing, I think. I mean, I... I can't picture anyone else being Right, well, that's why I'm saying. Could you imagine if it was somebody different? I I mean, okay, I could... I I think Robin Wright is absolutely the right choice. However, I do think Nicole Kidman or Demi Moore could have done that as well. But I don't think it would have... I I don't think it would have been the same. I I think it would have been I mean, I like Nicole Kidman as an actress, but I don't... I, I don't know. I could see her... Have you ever heard Nicole Kidman with like a country accent? Well, I mean, she was in Cold Mountain. Maybe that's it. I need to. I need to. I need to rewatch that and see. Like, because like the thing is, like Robin Wright. I just. I don't know. She just like fits that. Like I don't know. She just fit it so perfectly. She really. She yeah. We also know her so well as that role. Yeah. So I feel like it's very yeah. difficult for us to imagine her. As anybody else, which also too, Tom Hanks was not the original choice either, which who I can't was, even who imagine. Who was the original choice? Um, so the um, the novelist uh, Winston Groom, mm-hmm. by the way, who wrote the book, he originally imagined John Goodman Whoa. in the title role. That actually fits with the book, though. That does fit more with the book, to be honest. Well, and, and it talks about that, like how the book and the movie are just like not the same. And of and of course, like most authors, the author did not like mm-hmm, the movie because authors. And they were saying how within the second book, he kind of like mentions like they don't ever make life into yeah, a movie. He does. And he he like, controls oh, okay. the movie, and it's it's funny because I thought the books were not good. I thought the movie is incredible. Um, I also think right. with, I think with Tom Hanks being the lead. Uh, actor in Forrest Gump, I think it was a role that really was either going to be amazing or like a career killer. Because, you know, you have this person who's slow, right? And you don't want them to come across too slow, but they also can't be too smart. And Tom Hanks, and right. he was just so lovable in that role. I mean, um, yeah. you know, like, I don't know many people that can pull that off and also not, like, offend people. I mean, it's also not 2022, so when it came out, so that's possibly part of it, too. But but, the, but I, I feel like it probably would not, sorry for interrupting you, I feel like it might not fly based on just some of the other information that I have and stuff that I've read of, like, the critiques of it today, which, again, not surprised, but like you said, I don't feel like Tom Hanks did like that he wasn't role in a... fun of it. No, yeah, exactly, he did it exactly. And just like I could say, just like I could say, and maybe people would disagree with me too. But like I thought Leonardo DiCaprio did amazing in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, but a lot of people would probably be like, "Hey, that's not going to fly today." But I thought no, I like, agree, oh, well. I agree. Same with Ju- same with Ju- Juliet Lewis and the other sister. She played that role so well. And, and, I, and I get it. Obviously, I get it now. You obviously want to have representation for those actors. And we 100% should get those kind of actors out there. But for that time and for that movie, I'm not going to discredit well, what and they like, did. Because I do yeah. think... Yeah. Well, Sean Penn and I Am Sam, another example yeah. where I thought they did phenomenal. Right. I mean, the thing is, the thing with Forrest Gump, I think, that allows Tom Hanks to do it and I think could still potentially happen today is the fact that they do say that Forrest is like five points under 
uh, what he needed to be in public school. So he was not, he's one of the, he's, it, his situation was that he was smart enough to know that he was slow. And that is like that fine right. line where it's like, it's, I think it'd be really, but like, I think Tom Hanks really did a great job of like, like you said, it wasn't making fun and he, and it, and he was an incredible person right. and he was very lovable and he accomplished so much. And, and like, I think that's the brilliance of the film truly in the story yeah. is that this guy is going through and telling stories about his life and he's met Elvis. He's met presidents. He's on an all American team. Uh, he has a purple heart that he gives to Jenny, which he should have taken or, uh, Medal of Honor, which she should have taken back from Jenny because she didn't deserve the medal. She probably <laughs> sold it for drugs. I'm just being honest. Where is that Medal of Honor? Probably sold for drugs, okay? Um, but, you know, he could have given it to me. And I you know. You're probably I mean, right. I, just, I hate it. But, like, he, uh, and then, you know, with, like, the shrimp boat, you know? I mean, he, and he stuck by his word. I mean, he, and he's like, this is Bubba Gump shrimp, and I'm the owner. And he's like, that's cute. And he's like, no, really, here's a picture of me on Time Magazine. And it's, like, amazing, you know? So, I mean, it's a really cool, unique way to share history, show somebody who would be otherwise dismissed by society. My favorite scene in the entire film is when the schools are integrating and the woman drops her book and Forrest goes up and is like, hey, you dropped your book. And he has no thought about anything about race or anything. And then his coaches are like, was that Gump? And it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. But like, you know, but like yeah. he's just this... You know, or he just like ran with those shoes, right? He got his shoes, just started running, kept running, did the smiley, like all these cool little things that weave. It's, like, it's such a great, it's like a, um, I don't know. It's like a, it's almost like a dance the way they did Forrest Gump because they fit so many historically uh, relevant things into a single movie. Mm -hmm. And also it's a really, really fucking long movie and I can watch it anytime and never be yeah. like, oh, it's almost three hey. hours. Yuck. It goes so quick. Same. I'm like waiting for the next part, my yes. next favorite part, my next yes. favorite part. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to see when they get yes. the shrimp boat and they go shrimping yes. and all that. Exactly. It's, all right. So what part, what part makes you guys I cry mean, though? What part makes you cry? I mean, uh, I think hmm. for me, it's, it's the, it's Jenny in the beginning when, you know, she's in like an abusive home. It's mm -hmm. like, I mean, does it make me cry now? No. Um, but I think, I think it was such a big movie of like the time. And I feel like a lot of people, it, it does move a lot of people to, to tears, I think, or at least it did at that time. Um, but what makes me sad about it is, yeah, those two scenes, I think w with, um, losing Bubba, losing Lieutenant mm -hmm. his legs. Um, yes. Fun fact, Dave Chappelle was up for that role. What? No way. No yep. way. Bubba. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I know. I was waiting for Dave it when you Chappelle? said it. I was like, that's what I said. I said, man, I can't imagine Dave Chappelle. Uh -uh. It. Yeah, it says no. Dave, Dave Chappelle turned down the role. Um, he said it, he didn't think that the movie would do well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you done messed that one up, Dave. Didn't I mean, because didn't he do? I mean, well, didn't he just do like Men in Tights? For the, like, you know what I mean? Which is a great. Movie. I do love that movie though. That movie is it's hilarious. A great movie, don't get me wrong, but I feel like in the. Um, but Eric, I have a question for you with your facts. So with Forrest Gump, I noticed that you know Lieutenant Dan says a thing about his titanium legs and being an astronaut. Is this before or after Apollo thirteen? 
I I don't remember which one was first. It's it's before because Apollo thirteen came out in ninety five. Okay. Good. To I'm, like that, that is a- I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good with movie dates, and you know what? That okay. Lots of weird coincidences are starting to happen because Matt and I were just talking about Apollo thirteen the other day because we were watching um this show that I watch um. Uh, this guy, he does this thing called Weird History, but then he also does this thing called Timeline, and he did Timeline the 70s, and they were talking about Apollo 13, and we were just talking about it. I'm like, oh, hey. That's crazy. That's crazy. Have you guys ever cried in this movie? I, all right, I'll go, I guess. I, I remember crying for the Bubba part, um, and... I want to say like the Jenny part too, which real funny, um, some of the scenes in that movie where it's like, you know, when Jenny throws the rocks and she like falls down to the ground, that's based off of a painting. Oh. Um, yeah. And so is like her childhood. It's supposed to like be based off of, um, another type of, um, yeah, right here. It says one clear visual is the scene when Forrest is waiting outside of the this just talks about like how art played you know um a thing so it said when you see like jenny with like the black eye it's supposed to replicate from girl with the black eye by uh norman rockwell Ah. and then when jenny breaks the window it's it they said apparently and i'm gonna look this up but i guess it's supposed to reflect uh a picture called Christina's World by an artist named Andrew Wyeth. And I guess it supposedly looks just like this scene. I was right going to say, I was like, oh, I wow. the name Andrew Wyeth. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting because, you know, it's like things you would not, like, those aren't, because we're not watching it with the conception of, like, oh, what kind of visuals are we putting into this? So I thought that was really cool. I feel like, yeah, that is very cool. I feel like with this movie, it was definitely more, maybe maybe it didn't make us sob, but I feel like it taught us a lot of, like, emotional, I think it had, like, a, it had to do with, like, a lot of emotional, like, mature things. So I think it taught us, I think, how to grieve, but also be kind to people that were a little less, you know, not, I don't know. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, I agree. I, I agree. So maybe it yeah. was. It's it's an emotional movie. It's something that. Did you have a bad dream? I think it taught us how to do things. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. little buddy. Aww. You have a do you have a Back to the Future um, license plate on your door? Sure do. Yeah. My husband's favorite movie. <laughs> uh, it's an incredible film. Incredible. Yes. Also, also Robert Zemeckis. Yes. Oh, I know. Believe me, Back to the Future is one of my faves. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Sorry. If you can't, if no, I'll no, no, right you're back. fine. Do your thing. It's all good. <laughs> Erica's little dude just had, I don't know, had a nightmare oh. or something. Poor little dude. Oh. It's all good. Um, <laughs> you know, mom stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know because. I mean, you know, I understand. We're so where good. Were we? All right, where were we? we're talking about the, epi- the the things that made us cry. Oh yeah, and the, the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And then I so was- I. Go ahead. What and then you what? No, 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 go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna tell you mine. Yes. 
So the scenes in Forrest Gump that make me cry, and like every time, uh, obviously the Bubba thing, like every, I think everybody cries with Bubba because Forrest finally finds like a friend. Like I know he had Jenny, but like he made like an adult friend, you know? And like, and then when when Lieutenant Dan's like, are you guys twins? And they're like, they look at each other and all sincere and they're like, no, sir. And he's like, no, sir, we're not of relation. I'm like, it's amazing. Like, it's so good. Um, and Bubba's just like, I don't know. They just, they were like, you know, meant for each other. Um, so definitely Bubba's death. Was, and also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but during Bubba's death, he's like covering up his wound and he's like, I'm okay, Forrest. And then, you know, he takes off like the leaves and he's like just destroyed. Um, so like, you know, I don't know. I just, finding good friends is really rare. And I value my friends a lot. And so anytime like a real friend, you know, you lose somebody like it's it that's that's brutal. Like I don't I don't know how you really recover from that. And especially someone like Forrest who, you know, he would say like people didn't talk to me or acknowledge me until he met Jenny or, you know, his mom said things in ways that he could understand or how he understood Bubba. Like connecting with people is so rare. And especially when you're different, because like I'm different, I feel like you guys are both different. Like finding people you can connect with, it's just so rare and it's so comforting when you find someone who doesn't make you feel different, right? Yes. And so Forrest finally finds somebody who doesn't make him feel different and then he loses him. So like that to me is like the most heart-wrenching, I think. But then also I do tear up with uh, Lieutenant Dan when Forrest is like, you got new legs. Like, because Lieutenant Dan was a total train wreck. He was a shit show. And and he and when he stands up for Forrest on New Year's Eve, when Forrest is like, she tastes like cigarettes. I like <laughs> I turned a little bit at that part because I'm like he's he's like don't call him that, you know. Like Forrest has people that have his back yes. and that love him, and like you know, and and yes. I don't know. So like him and Lieutenant Dan's relationship is another thing that like there are different moments and there's sometimes stupid moments, but I'm just you know I'm an overthinker, obviously. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate like those moments of true, genuine happiness for friends and just connecting with people. And Forrest brings together all these people and has no, I mean, Forrest saved Lieutenant Dan's life in a myriad of ways, not just by carrying him out of that area, but then the Bubba Gump shrimp and then he gets legs and he's getting married and his life is like on the upswing. And that's because of Forrest. You know, when he met Forrest and was like, you got a medal of honor. And he's like razzing him, Forrest is like, I'm still going to hang out with you. I'd walk away from that dude and be like, dude, fuck you. You're a dick. But like force was like, he, you know, right? I don't know. Cause he, cause he has that very, just like you said, he has just like, he has a very innocent view of the world. And I think for him, like you said, you know, playing the role he plays, I know for me, especially like, so working in the special ed department, that puts you in a group from people who could literally like, I could be considered special ed because I'm not good at math, like to all the way down to kids who can't, you know, talk or whatever it may be. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's seeing like that because a lot of those kids do struggle. So he kind of shows that like, even when maybe you're not the smartest or you, whatever it may be, whatever your quote unquote downfall is that there, there are still people out there. Well, and he's, he's so, he's so childlike, right? Like that's the thing we talk about, right? With kids and like, he's so childlike and so innocent, even as an adult. And I think that's the thing that like lets him span these boundaries too, and makes us all relate and appreciate him is that like, 
you know, most adults lose that. Forrest never does. Yeah. And so with him being childlike, it's this unique quality that makes him not bitter, not angry, um, not jaded to the world like most adults are. And it's kind of his superpower, you know? And then you just go, wow, this dude, like, you know, I mean, I, I just find it very inspiring. I think it's a very, a, a very unique and cool way to not only show history, but also to show people like, maybe you need to be kinder. Maybe you need to just chill out yeah. a bit. Maybe let's not take things so seriously. Maybe when someone says, when, what did, what bit you a bullet in my butt and you show them like, show them like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I love, there's a meme, go, there's a meme that goes around that says like, you know, I miss the days when you were a kid and you would like be excited to show your friends the cool thing you got like your cool new shoes or how fast you can run like as adults we don't do that stuff i think we should yeah like why are we so serious like why is everything so serious and doom and gloom like you know i know i get I that we lost i think uh, we lost erica for a second so we'll put a pin in that for a second oh internet you yeah. just sent me a text internet disconnected it's okay this happens all the time it's okay <laughs> She's oh back. erica uh <laughs> It's all good. I, I tell you what, it wouldn't be a pod, like a retrospective podcast without some kind of technological issue. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. This podcast is amazing, by the way. Thank I've been you. listening and you guys are doing a great job. You guys are doing a great job. I appreciate it. I feel like, I feel like it's very, it's, it's for a specific group of people, I feel like, you know. Yeah. It's finding your tribe for sure. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Here. She's coming back. Yay! <laughs> we just talked a whole bunch of shit about the show. Just kidding. <laughs> you know how my. No, listen. I, I, anytime my internet cuts out, I know what it is. That means that my oldest son must have came upstairs and said, "I can't connect my switch," so he unplugs the internet, and I always know every time. <laughs> <laughs> These darn, these darn kids. <laughs> I love so it. Good. Um, <laughs> I forget what we, where were we, what were we saying? Um, I'm just talking about Forrest being like childlike and how adults oh, don't yeah. have that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, I think with you, with what you're saying about him being a child and, you know, taking that and putting it into perspective in our lives. I think that's a good thing because you do kind of learn a little bit about being just a good person just from, mm -hmm. even from being, you know, they would, they would call, what, what would they call him? They would call him like simple, right? Like, right, right. you mm -hmm. know, he's just simple. No, they say, are you stupid? Are you stupid or something? Yeah, yeah, stupid or something. And like, I mean, I think the nice the the nice way to put it is simple. You know what I mean? Like, nineteen sixties speak. You know, well, you know, well he said, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's a, that's what I'm talking about. I think that there's there's it, it there's a reason that it's such a there's a reason that it's such a long lasting like one of the biggest movies of the 90s, I feel, especially. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there she goes uh -oh. again. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all good. She she just went to use the restroom. Right? I, I had too much wine, sorry. <laughs> oh, well, um... You know, okay, The, the one of the things I noticed 
with Forrest Gump, though, truly was like one of my favorite lines is when he says, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Right. Right. But the thing is, the delivery of that line, like, blows my mind. Because a lot of people say it, but, like, in the movie, first of all, it's, like, almost right off the rip. But also when he says, he says, life is like a box of chocolates, and he takes a bite of chocolate, and he has a mouthful, and says, you never know what you're going to get. And it just, I, I don't know why, but that sticks with me so hard, because I'm, like, it's just such a unique, like, it's an iconic line that we all say. Yeah. But I never, I never realized he was saying it with a mouthful of chocolate. Like, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Of course Forrest is going to say it while he's eating a box of chocolate. You know, it's, it's like... Of course. It's that... The line is, in, right. a, in and of itself, is a good right. one. Because you know what? Right. Sometimes you do get the one filled with toothpaste, and then sometimes you get the one with caramel. <laughs> yes. Yes. Toothpaste. That sounds yes. nice. I don't know. I've heard so <laughs> Like I've always, I always hated the ones with like orange. I'm like, I the orange cream, the orange cream in the middle, because I'm like that. Really? Ugh. See, I'm opposite. Uh, uh, see, uh, I'm a weirdo. Orange. I like all the weird chocolates that no one else wants to eat. I'm like, hand me those freaking orange creams. I'm like an old. Lady. <laughs> the orange, orange and chocolate are just never went together for me, like ever. Mm-mm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm with you, Brie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a freak. Oh god. All right, do you have any more facts about Forrest Gump for us, Erica? Okay, so while you were talking about the, you know, infamous chocolate scene, when the film changes time period, Forrest is always shown wearing the blue checkered shirt. Oh. No way. Yep, because it says, it says like to, like, well, it says, keep your eyes peeled for the symbolic choice to mark time transitions in the film. So that's how you mark every time the time is going to change, is he will always be wearing the blue. A symbolic checkered shirt. Okay. Ooh. And okay. that bench he was sitting on was not a real park bench. It's, let's see, it's, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. A fiberglass prop bench. Uh, like, it's still in a park, but it's just not, like, a real park bench. They, like, added a park bench because they they didn't have one that was facing in the right direction so that he could look like he's waiting for a bus <laughs> okay okay i know that's what i said um is that is that bench like still in the location where they filmed or is that somewhere like iconic they moved it probably right it now resides in the savannah His- history museum i was gonna say because they filmed it yeah in that's cool i watched something yep. on tiktok actually uh it was like an interview that he did i think within the last couple of years talking about that because I think they with the whole thing with like him sitting on the bench and like telling the story that was that was like shot in like in a day no way yeah like because yeah it was like something that they had shot in one day because uh they thought it was just gonna be like a one-off kind of thing like something that they weren't going to really use like a ton of but it ended up being like how they told the whole surprise. Story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I love, I love the like the irony. It's so forest of him sitting there waiting for a bus, giving his life story, and then they're like, oh, it's just four blocks away, and he gets up and just starts running. Like, are you, I mean, I'm like, it's so amazing. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's so perfect. It's I so know. perfect. It's so. It really so is such forest. such a just such a classic. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay, if you had to recast Forrest Gump today, and you had to have a Forrest, a Jenny, I, I guess we could, do, and may, maybe like, let's do Bub on Lieutenant Dan. Let's make it complicated, okay? You got four actors, four main roles to fill. Who, with today's actors, because like Tom Hanks is obviously way too old to be Forrest Gump now. So who would you use today for those four roles, those four major roles? Um, that is a really great question. Um, I feel like I've broke both of your brains. I, I'm gonna, and I okay. love this. Uh, see, see, this is hard for me because I don't watch much new TV. So the only new actors that would be like of age for this movie, I'm like, ah, uh, it's either yeah, the Stranger really Things cast. Hey, maybe yeah. we should do which Stranger Things cast members would fill those roles. That's not a bad. That's not a bad strategy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to think about though, you could use like you don't have to even use like super young. I mean, I don't know how old Tom Hanks was when he, they filmed this, but you could, you, Erica, you might know. But um, I mean, you could, I mean, we could probably hypothetically use like Leo DiCaprio or Channing Tatum or you know what I mean, like people who aren't super new. Ooh. You know, you know who might be a good fit for Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump. Like, you know, if we're not if we're not casting somebody with like an intellectual disability or anything like that. I'm going to say maybe Andrew Garfield. Oh, okay. Yo, yeah. Yes, that's a gr- Oh my. Yes. Ooh, yes. Okay. Maybe Andrew Garfield for Forrest Gump. Um Oh, you just won. You just won just from that. I didn't I, Okay, I watched him in um I think it's called Book of Mor- uh Banner Over Heaven or whatever. It's about Mormonism. I haven't it's on watched Hulu. it yet, but it's on my to-do list, yeah. Oh, he is, first of all, first of all, Andrew Garfield made me cry during Spider-Man No Way Home or whatever the new Spider-Man was. I never even really watched Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man until after that movie. And I was like, this dude's amazing. And then I watched Banner Under Heaven or whatever it's called. And he is a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. He would be great as Forrest. He really is. Wow, that's an excellent choice, man. I am. I mean, I was, I was thinking Timothy Chalamet, but thank you. Might be I was him. trying to think of his name. I couldn't remember him. Ah, that yeah. I, yeah. Heard that. I mean, I could see yeah. him as that too. Um, but no, Andrew Garfield blows him out of the water for that position. Like truly, Andrew Garfield would fit it so well, so well. Now, what about now? What about Jenny? Oh. Jenny. Um. What about like, because uh, I just thought of like blonde people. What about like Margot Robbie? Margot. Ooh. I mean, because okay. she was I she's like I, right? Yeah. And and um. Yeah. And uh, what's it? Uh, the what, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, I don't know. I know. Okay, I know that there's like Andrew, Andrew Garfield, and Emma Stone, like dated, but I think Emma Stone would be a great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see her too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. She's been annoying me lately. Really? I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I don't really have a real specific reason. I mean, I love like I love Crazy Stupid Love, and she's in that. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why she bothers me. I really want to like her so much, 
But also, I hate Jenny, so maybe that's a great role for her. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes, you know, you get to a point where you you, you like some celebrities, and then you're like, oh, they're, no, I, I don't like what they're doing right now. What are they doing? <laughs> I kind of, th- I was thinking for Jenny, the chick from Little Women who played Joe, Saoirse the Ronan. new Little Women. Yes. Yes, thank you. I was thinking about her for Jenny. That might be, yes. Yeah. You would know her if you saw her. You would know her if you saw her. I feel I like. Probably I, pro- I probably would. I feel like they kind of I didn't know her name. Other, uh, I feel like they resemble each other too. Uh, Robin Wright and Sir mm-hmm. Robin, I feel like they kind of resemble each other a little bit. Um, yeah. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Orpa. Or should I say Orpa? Orpa. I like that. Orpa said no. Macklemore said no. I feel bad who, for, for whoever who is editing this podcast. I feel so bad <laughs> okay. because I have it's to edit great. my podcast and it's like, it's, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Like I try to be very sincere. This is by far our longest episode. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, we're just going to cut it in half. You just cut it in half. I'll, I'll, I'll to the point, probably. I'm going to start removing my jewelry because I'm like, oh, this <laughs> I'll take bits long. and pieces Ooh. out for more. I'm trying to think like who would be a good like Lieutenant Dan. Um, Which, oh, let me put that out though. Gary Sinise, I remember watching him. I watched, I think it was eighth grade. We had to watch um, Of Mice and Men after we read it. And I was like, oh, oh damn, Gary. Listen, okay. Yeah. Fun fact, whenever I was in high school, um, it was, no, it was right after I graduated. My friend and I took like a little day trip to Columbus and we, we did like this, like best case scenario and worst case scenario life in like 20 years or something like that. I can't remember, but she was like, your best case scenario, you marry Gary Sinise. And <laughs> I was like, Gary Sinise all right. of all the actors in Hollywood that you want to fucking with Gary Sinise. <laughs> Hey, 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 listen, he's not doing bad for himself. He did those movies. He was on, what, CSI New York or one no, of those know. for a long time? I know. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't and, what? I wouldn't mind And that, but And he does nice things for um, veterans, which is because of his role as Lieutenant Dan. That was also part of my facts list, is that he yeah. has, like, a whole, he has a, I think it's, like, the Gary Sinise Foundation, which That's I cool. actually watched, I watched a video of a bunch of people thanking him from that foundation and he was crying i think i watched it like last year yeah he's did that make you cry because that'd make me cry i oh, always cry at stuff well, like that well my eyes out especially because i love gary city so i was like oh my god gary yeah. don't cry it's okay <laughs> all right what do you guys think about this though for lieutenant dan this is just a i'm just it's a wild choice you're gonna be like what but just think it's about it for no 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 Okay, that's not a bad option, but I was leaning more towards Ryan Gosling. Oh, Ooh. I could see that. I was actually yeah. thinking, I was thinking one of the famous Chris's. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that too. Like Chris okay. Pine, Chris Evans, like maybe Chris Pratt. I don't, I don't care for Chris Pratt anymore. I used Chris to Rock. love him. I used to love him. <laughs> 
He's gotten super weird on social media, dude. Guys, keep it together, you celebrities. Here's my PSA to all actors and everything. You guys are ruining it for me. I was a slut for actors until social media. Now you guys are weirded up, and I can't even like it. You guys are cannibals. You're super Christians. It's too much. Like, just bring it down a level. Bring it. Stop saying you don't like trans people, J.K. Rowling. It's weird. Just bring it down a level. This is weird. It's just like one of those things where it's just like, listen, you are better when you just like shut up. Just, just stop talking. Just, 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 just shut your mouth. Just, just shut your mouth. Just, don't, don't take me. <laughs> yeah. just, just, just shut up. Just, 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 no, just shut I mean, up. I honestly, I, I seriously <laughs> lost my mind during the pandemic when they're all sitting in their mansions, sending us TikToks, being like, "Hang in there," and I'm like. Okay, you guys are literally in mansions with pools, and you don't have to leave. And I get it. Your life is great. It's not the same for everyone else right now. Like, this is weird. And, like, what? Like you are somebody who reads. Like, I love actors. I love them. I do. I truly do. I think writers get a bad rap as a writer, personally. Writers get a bad rap. They don't get the, the, the accolades they deserve. Okay. Uh, but a lot of actors can do improv and stuff like Tom Hanks, Will Ferrell. I know there's a lot of them that do that. And I think a lot of acting takes a lot and especially to be good as an adult. I truly do. I love actors. But also, maybe tone it down a bit <laughs> in like the social media world of like telling us what to do like you're a normal person because people do your hair, they dress you, they feed you. You have a you have a chef, you have a pool, you have a mansion. You get to go to all these cool like you're it's not the same. Yeah. Like I right. and I you know, and so it ruins it cuz like when I was growing up and started falling in love with movies, you couldn't, I would like write handwritten letters to Kevin Costner and Dennis Quaid and be like, dear Kevin, I love you. Blah. And he would send me an autographed photo. And was it really his autograph? Probably not. But I didn't know because it was snail mail, whatever. But I didn't see That's him on social it. media saying that he hated like gay people or whatever. People are weird. Like, stop doing that. <laughs> because people right, don't well, like you. Right. Like, and, and it's, it's the same with like, I think too, just because because of social media, the knowledge is there for everybody to know everything now too. So it kind of just, it's like uh, Jim Carrey made this quote where he said something like, Oh, we're not the, we're not in the cool club anymore. And as much as I love Jim Carrey, I was like, well, I don't really think that it's not, you're not in the cool club anymore. And people like worship celebrities. I think what it is, is like, we can now see you guys in a different light. And like, you guys really aren't that cool. And a lot of you guys kind of suck. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Lots of crazy there. There's lots of crazy. And I'm like, you guys are very lucky and fortunate and talented for sure. I'm not disputing that, but like people look up to you, people like admire you, and then you're saying this batshit crazy stuff, and we're supposed to just ignore you. You're talking about eating a person, Army Hammer. Like that's weird, dude. I don't care if you're a celebrity or not. It's weird. You know? I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? That's so weird. That's so weird. I guess what we can wrap up with is just doing our uh mad libs and then we'll perfect Ooh, yes yes we'll do our stranger things mad libs yeah all right i'm ready so the way that we'll do this is i'll like do brie and then you brie then you blah, 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 blah. okay okay so verb brie we'll jump i don't know we'll yeah. jump that was a really exciting choice brie thank you <laughs> Chris, you need a verb? You need an adjective. What, can you tell me what that is again? Sorry. I haven't been to school for like 20 years. It's describing. And the only reason why I know this is because me and my husband play Mad Libs all the time. It's describing the <laughs> I love you and your husband. That is amazing. 
Okay, so it's, you said describing word? Describing the yeah, verb. It's like just like, so like. No, no, that, no, 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 no. Adjectives describing the noun. Adverb is describing I the verb. I thought you said adverb. I'm sorry. No, adjective. Okay, descri- descriptive word. Um, so, like, so like smelly. Okay, I'm going to Now I can think of a smelly. Thanks a lot. Bitchy. You uh, can say. I'm going to say silly. Listen, don't hold back here, okay? You can use some really fun words, all right, guys? Because let me tell you. Um, seeing as the first word in the Mad Lib prior to this is nutsack. Um, <laughs> but the question was part of the body, and that was my answer, because that's my answer. Ah, what is that? It's a penis pillow. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> Oh, my. <laughs> of course you have that. <laughs> Exclamation. Golly wally. Golly. This is very PG. Very PG. I know. I'm falling asleep over here. Number. <laughs> 23. 23. Ooh. Uh, plural noun. Chodes. Chodes. Yes. Thank you. About time. Another number. Eight. Eight. Okay, Bree, part of the body. <laughs> do the penis. Do penis. You're holding a penis pillow. You have to do penis. No, no, you gotta you gotta do one that's like gross but with a funny name, you know? Like the grundle or oh, something. Okay. Taints. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Same thing with the grundle. <laughs> All right. Animal, plural. Ostriches. Oh, that's a great one. Ostriches. Verb. Ostriches. <laughs> what? Pump. Pump. Yeah. Pump. Yeah. Like a penis pump? Is that what penis pump? Or just okay, just regular pump. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Penis pumps pump. are my bag, baby. Adverb. What is that? That's describing a verb. So, like, you run slowly, or you know, or. Okay, I'm gonna say. Hump seductively. <laughs> Seductively would be the word. Seductively. Yeah. Type of building. Um, skyscraper. That's what I thought of too. That's so weird. I think it's the only type of building I could think of. Like gazebo apartment. I don't know. You could say any type of building. It didn't mean a big building. You could have said a strip. Like a library. Specific. Oh. Oh well, you went strip club. I went library, so we know who the perv is. Plural noun. Wait, his turn. Okay, that's person, place, or thing, but plural. Yep. Strippers. Strippers. Thank you. I like that much better. Much more classy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm a classy person. That's what I get told a lot. Classy broad. Type of food. <laughs> uh, literally, the first thing that came to my to my brain was sexual chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual chocolate, ladies and gentlemen. Sexual chocolate. Uh, duh. I'll put that. Sexual. Uh, duh. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. 
I don't know why I just thought of Chocolate Rain. Do you remember that song? <laughs> Chocolate Rain. <laughs> Somebody needs to give me a noun. Mm. Let's do Fiji. Fiji. Okay. Animal, plural. <coughs> Kangaroos. Kangaroos. Ooh, I like it. I like it a lot. Verb. <coughs> That's like a action thing? Yes, no. yes, yes, yes. So like shitting, you know. Okay. Um, fucking, obviously. Yes. <laughs> I hate when I get a glimpse of I mean, the word right? before it, because then I always start to laugh. Sometimes I read the sentence real quick, and I'm like, kangaroos? <laughs> country. <laughs> uh, country, we're going to say... We're going to say Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Ooh. I like that a lot. It's a good thing you can't see my spelling. <laughs> Verb ending in S. Last one. I'm going to say I'm going to say licks. 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 All right. Are we ready? <clears throat> I'm ready. Oh, we're born ready. This one is called the upside down. Okay. Do you dare to jump into the upside down? Are you silly enough to experience Hawkins from the other side? I hope you said golly wally. Not in 23 years. <laughs> because the upside down is a nightmare for even the bravest of Joes. <laughs> Yes. And unless you've got powers like eight, which at least that's a real number. When Matt and I did it, I had 69. So that was the name of a character. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably end up like Barb down there. So what, it, so what exactly is the upside down? Controlled by the taints flare. <laughs> and swarming <laughs> demogorgons and vicious demo ostriches. <laughs> Those vicious ostriches. It'd be scary. It'd be scary as scary. Yeah. This alternate dimension is the last place you'd ever want to pump. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, when he gets the pump, you feel the pump. The pump, it's like coming. <laughs> <laughs> the first portal was seductively opened by Eleven. <laughs> she seductively opened it. During an experiment taking place in Hawkins' own national skyscraper. Since then, the number of strippers to the upside down has grown. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> strippers. From rotting sexual chocolate fields. <laughs> to the abandoned Fiji mill, where the mind flare built his many army of kangaroos. <laughs> And though our hero, how do I, fuck, Jim, Jim fucking her. What? Say it again. It says, <laughs> and though our hero, Jim fucking, but then it says dash ER, so Jim fucking her. <laughs> or even just Jim fucker. <laughs> Sacrificed himself to close the last open gate. There's speculation that Uzbekistan has a gate of their very own. Ooh. Who licks what will happen next? <laughs> <laughs> Who licks? Uh, that was good. Uh, 
<laughs> How cute is it on the front? That's oh, I love the denim. That is awesome. Where did you get that? Um, Barnes and Noble. That is awesome. That's fantastic. Well, this certainly was a very fun two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bree is falling asleep on her penis pillow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, right now she's just sleeping on the balls, but right. whatever. Um, yeah. So I'm sure this will probably be a little bit shorter by the time I edit some of it out. But it's been yes. it's been a fun it's been a fun evening. It's been a it's been a good time. Yes, very. It's been awesome. I'm sure yeah. I would love. We would love to have you back at whenever. So. Heck yeah. Um, oh, thank you guys. If you, <laughs> if you're still listening, please still please go um, listen to her <laughs> podcast called Boxed Wine. It's wine as in like W H I N E, not just boxed wine. So. Oh, I love. And it's only it's only twenty minutes max usually. Like they're very short. I know I'm long winded on here, but I write a script. This is why I don't do a free standing podcast with me talking because I go down a million different rabbit holes. I'm a total distraction. I love it. Um, you know, it's it's a- no, but seriously, seriously and truly, you guys are wonderful. I love your podcast. Um, you guys made my week. You guys brightened my, you guys Yay! seriously like brought so much light to me and gave me like energy tonight. I was a little bit nervous. I was like, it might be too like dark or mopey. And it's been so, so, so much fun. Like seriously, the highlight of like the last like eight to 10 days have been rough. You guys are amazing. Um, and like, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It means a lot, like so much. And you can edit out. Um, like ninety percent of what I said because I talked a lot and I apologize for <laughs> no, that. No, no, you're but you guys are amazing. I just love movies. I love movies, we and you too. guys obviously love movies too. You know, and that's what makes it so fun. It makes it so like uh, engaging and relatable because I think we all are looking back and like even though we don't want to admit that like it's been twenty years, thirty years, whatever. Um, you know, those movies really did make a difference. They're impactful. They're still relevant. Yeah. And it's fun to people that appreciate them and love them because there's nothing like them. Like, it's so different. You know, it's so different. And you never, you don't think you're going to get older and stuff's going to be, like, nostalgic, but it is. Yeah. And you guys have, like, really hit on a cool thing here with what you're doing. And just, like, I love the theme of movies that make us cry. Like, I seriously had so much fun watching Lion King and Forrest Gump this week, like on repeat. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I just, I love it. And I love you guys. Yay. Erica, I've never met you before today. And like, I feel like we're best friends now. Yay. So whatever. I knew you guys would have, would like get along. I was like, they're going it, to, it'll be, it'll be so well, good. <laughs> it's like, Listen, it was a no-brainer because we both obviously love Ewan McGregor. We love full frontal and male, you know, actors. So, I mean, she and I have a lot in common right off the rip. I was like, okay, she's definitely seen Train Spotting and Pillow Book. And so she's seen Ewan's Dong and we're about this. My husband and I constantly quote um, Train Spotting. Excuse my French in this word, but we literally call each other cunts, but in a Scottish accent on a regular basis. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. I need to find a husband like yours. I can't find one. People are like, you're a weirdo. I'm not watching this shit. And I'm like, where's my dude? I know, right? So. I swear. I swear to God. God. Um, but no, but no, seriously, you guys are doing awesome things. 
And Bree, I hope this becomes your full-time gig one day very soon because you deserve Thank it. You. And you need to be, a, you're a creative, beautiful person. <laughs> and I love that you still have the painting I did for you. I haven't painted in like 10 years. Oh so that means a lot. And like, you've been an amazing friend. I'm glad we stayed in touch. Yes. Hashtag social media, hashtag that's a that's the that's a positive social media yeah, for me. People are you know people people bitch about social media, but like if we didn't have social media, I wouldn't know your phone number. I'm being honest. Yeah. I don't think I have your phone number. Yeah. I probably wouldn't talk to half of the people I talk to. I know it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, social so, media is how I met Erica, and I'm not even met, really. Yes, yeah, yes, we met on we, we have not we have not even met each other yet. We're gonna be meeting each other though. What? Yeah, we're meeting each other for the first time. You've never met next month. We met each other on TikTok. Yep. I love you guys <laughs> so much more now than ever. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> okay, do you need do you need us to do anything else to wrap this oh, up? Because I did we yeah, like um, Oh, do you want do you want me to say where to find us? Oh yeah. So yeah, social media. Yes. Uh, Actually, so yes. real quick. Christy, why don't, uh, why don't you plug your social media before we, we plug, do? Plug, plug, Yeah. Okay. So I do have a cookie business called Little Chunk of Goodness. I don't ship. I'm sorry. But if you are in North Canton, Ohio, um, you can pick up cookies or get them at Shellcraft Coffee currently. Uh, and my, also my cinnamon rolls. But more importantly, my podcast is called Boxed Wine, W-H-I-N-E. And it is, uh, they're about 20 minute episodes and it's basically George Costanza ranting about stupid menial things of crimes committed against herself. It's me. Um, but it's, it's a good time and it's a true crime, uh, mockumentary memoir series. Yay. I love, I love it. that. I love it. I look it's forward to listening genre. to it. That'll be something new for me to listen to on my way to work. There you go. Yay! I love and it. And then, and Erica, go ahead and share all of ours and we're social busy. medias and all the good stuff. All right, um, you guys can find us on Instagram at the Retrospects Podcast. As I've said eight thousand times before, that is where we're most active. Most of the time, sometimes, like normal humans, we have weeks where we're a little lazy, but we've been doing pretty good. So get on there. Y'all haven't been doing so good, but we've been doing good. So. <laughs> Y'all can get on there and be more supportive. You can also find us on Twitter at RetrospectsP, even though we, like, never use that either. Um, you can email us, even though we all know you ain't going to do that, but I'm going to say it again and again and again from blue in the face, at the retrospectspodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Google... Did I forget anything else? I think I, I have a question for you, Erica. Yo. How do I sponsor your podcast? E email us. <laughs> yes, email, email us. I don't know how sponsorship okay, works. I'd happy I'd happily read someone's yes know. honestly it, 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 anybody anybody who wants to sponsor us email us or DM us, slip into our DMs, whatever you want to do, we we will take it. Listen. Um, but anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for uh, joining us on this very long, wonderful, hilarious journey. <laughs> we appreciate you and we will see you next week. Have a good day slash week. Question mark? What are you, Ron Burgundy? Have a nice day? Question mark? Yeah. Yes. Ron Burgundy. Can you just, 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 can you just,
What? I think you guys should sign off with saying your names with question marks at the end. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs>